This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Tuesday the 19th of September. In your Squiz today, we're in for a scorcher. There's friction over nuclear fission, teachers are concerned for their students, and a snake surfer cops a fine. This is your Squiz today. It is hot this week, Alice. Mm-hmm. That's not news to anybody <laughs> on the east coast of Australia or in South Australia. Mm-mm. But it is worth noting that the peak temperatures are going to be 8 to 16 degrees above average across South Australia, New South Wales and Victoria. Yeah, that sounds crazy when you put it like that. Mm. The Bureau of Meteorology says it expects spring records to be smashed over the next few days. And then it says a cold front will come through again later this week. So that's good news for anyone who prefers the cooler weather. (laughs) Alex, the Bureau is meant to be releasing its latest climate driver update today. That report is where it would confirm whether or not Australia's in an El Nino weather system. But experts say not to be surprised if the bomb doesn't make that declaration today. That's because the climate is just so weird right now that it's complicating their predictions. Weather zone meteorologist Ben Domencino says, and this is his quote, There are climate drivers that are influencing Australia's weather playing out in a global environment that we simply haven't seen before in recorded history. And on that El Nino declaration, we have mentioned this before, but Australia's Weather Bureau is a bit of a holdout internationally. Japan, the US and the World Meteorological Organization have already made an El Nino declaration. But regardless of whether it's official or not, experts in Australia are saying that we're going to get El Nino-like conditions in the summer, namely warm and dry weather. And of course, in Australia, that means bushfires. And Oz is especially at risk after those wet and cool conditions from La Nina over the last couple of years. It created plenty of vegetation to burn. And we wouldn't need to remind anyone of the black summer bushfires three years ago, but a new survey from the Red Cross has found that only 10% of Aussies have an emergency bushfire plan. Penny Harrison, who's the chief of staff at the Red Cross, wants to change that. She says the better prepared you are, the better your capacity to respond and recover from any emergency. And Harrison also says just thinking about it is not enough. So you heard it, if you're in a bushfire zone, it is never a bad idea to start thinking about an emergency plan. Alice, we've got an update on a figure we gave yesterday on the podcast. Over the weekend, the UN had estimated that the death toll from floods in Libya was at 11,000, but yesterday they revised that number down. Yeah, the UN says the official death toll is now 3,958, which is about 7,000 lower than their earlier figure. They say they've made that change because the tricky situation on the ground in Derna, which is the east coast city that was hit the hardest by the floods, is making it really tricky to get exact numbers. So they're basing that new figure on the number of deaths that have been recorded at hospitals in Libya. But it is probably worth noting, Alex, about 5,000 people are presumed dead and 10,000 people are still missing. Yes, and given that number of still missing people, the UN says that its lower number is likely an underestimation of the true death toll. 
There's been a bit of political argy-bargy this week, Alice, over the (laughs) hypothetical cost of a nuclear energy transition. It all began on Monday morning. Yeah, that's when the Federal Energy Minister, Chris Bowen, came out with the estimate that a transition to nuclear-powered energy could cost Australia $387 billion. He was quoting figures from the Department of Climate Change, Energy, Environment and Water. But Coalition leader Peter Dutton says that he doesn't think those numbers are accurate. Dutton is a fan of nuclear power. He says there's no credible path to get to net zero without the use of nuclear. Bowen did acknowledge that transitioning Australia to lower emissions while keeping a reliable power supply was, in his words, admittedly challenging, but he also called Dutton's nuclear power plan a unicorn and a fantasy. Teachers are right at the forefront of Care for Kids, Alice, and yesterday a Beyond Blue survey named the biggest worries that teachers have over the health of Aussie children. Yeah, they were asked to name the top three health issues for young people. 84% of the teachers surveyed said that depression, anxiety and other mental health issues are a big problem. And 57% also said that excessive screen time is an issue. Other problems at the top of the list were bullying, family violence, internet safety and also not enough physical activity. Almost all of the teachers in the survey also said that staff turnover was bad, and that's for both teachers and students. And the release of that survey was timed with new resources coming from the body behind the national curriculum, with those resources aimed at building lessons about well-being into English lessons and the humanities so that school kids get a more holistic approach to their health in their education. Alice, you loved this story when it first came out. (laughs) A few weeks ago, Channel 9 had a TV segment of a Gold Coast guy who would go surfing with his pet snake. Yes, that's right. But the twist is the man has now been fined for surfing with his pet snake. (laughs) Authorities saw the same TV footage that came out a couple of weeks ago that I enjoyed so much, but they didn't have the same reaction that I did. (laughs) They say that the man didn't have the right native animal permit The one he holds for Shiva, the carpet python, restricts her to licensed premises except in some specific circumstances. So he's been slapped with a fine of $2,322, which is a pretty expensive surf, I would say, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) And the officer from Queensland's Environment Department also said that the python, Shiva, would have found the water to be extremely cold. (laughs) So poor python, get it a hot chocolate. Yeah, add that to the bill. Tourists have been searching for the town of Agnes Bluff in the Northern Territory because it was featured in Amazon Prime's new show, The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. But the problem is, the town does not exist. Yeah, that's right. Google searches for Agnes Bluff increased by 1,640% from July to August, and then another 40% this month. But the number of people visiting the town has remained at zero. (laughs) (laughs) If you are wandering the Northern Territory searching for Agnes Bluff, make sure to bring plenty of water because you might be walking for a while. Squiz of the day, Alice. What can we look forward to in the news today? Well, New South Wales is handing down its budget today. It's, of course, the first for Chris Minns. He's the Labor leader who was elected in March. So that's one to keep an eye out for. And that is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back with you tomorrow.
Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.